0: On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared shares with us his rope drop strategies for Animal Kingdom in Orlando. Welcome to another episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dryer, and we are wrapping up our first of the four episodes for Rope Drop for Disney out in Orlando with Animal Kingdom today. But don't fret, keep hanging on out there. Please click subscribe because next we will be going into rope drop strategies for Universal Orlando and we will cover both parks on the same episode. And then we're going to hop all the way over to the West Coast out to Anaheim and into LA and we're going to then give you rope drop episodes for both Disneyland California Adventure and for Universal Hollywood. So we've got four more episodes coming after this one, all around Rope Drop. The series of eight episodes in total will give you exactly the tools that you need when you're going to the parks. So again, please click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. If you're out there in podcast land listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's real easy to click subscribe there. If you're doing it on YouTube, we do have a video format. Go ahead and click subscribe out on YouTube as well, and then you'll be notified every Tuesday when our episodes drop for you. Uh, So we've got a lot of cool things coming after our Rope Drop episodes. We're going to be moving into the food and restaurant piece, which is honestly why we originally started this podcast. We wanted to talk about the food and the best places to eat at Disney and Universal Parks. And when we got started and started looking at our episode lineup, we said, hey, there's a lot of questions that a lot of our listeners are going to have around rope drop and how to uh, do reservations at the park. How does Genie Plus work and all those? So we said, let's get all those out of the way because those are really what a lot of people look at as the foundational knowledge when I'm going to the Disney parks. So we've already recorded those. You've probably already listened to them. And if not, go back and do check them out because we do give a lot of cool tips and tricks out there. But we knew once we got through the rope drop strategies, we would want to go into the food and into the restaurant piece of it, which is coming up next. So look forward to those because we're going to have a lot of really cool episodes. And we're not just going to cover just the parks. We're also going to cover downtown Disney, Disney Springs, CityWalk, these other areas around the theme parks out there, both in LA and in Orlando. So you'll want to tune into those. So again, click subscribe. As always, we always ask if you found a tip or trick that helped you save some money or save some time, support us over at Patreon, and you can either subscribe and get access to our early episodes for the butterbeer recipe, which is phenomenal, and I'm actually recording this on a Friday, and sometimes on Friday nights when our friends come over, we like to make that butterbeer, so fingers crossed we make that tonight because it's my favorite drink on earth, but we also have our How to Go to Disney for Free episodes out there. That's a way to save some money, whether it's through flights or through hotels, and to really make the most out of your Disney trip for the least amount of money. So that's a great episode to have if you subscribe. If you don't subscribe, that's totally okay. You can also just contribute just 5 $10 here or there, and that'll help keep this podcast on the air and keep us going forward. So we're going to keep recording these episodes, and we know that you love what we're doing, so we're going to just keep on moving forward with you. We also, we talk about on some of our episodes, have our I Can Do This All Day merchandise at our Etsy store. And then if you didn't know, we also have a condo down in Orlando. So we also want to encourage our listeners that if you're looking for a place to stay, ours is going to be less expensive than the hotel's, and it's three bedrooms. So in our links, go ahead and click that direct link for our booking site, and you can go in and look at the pictures of our unit. So whether or not you even stay there... It's always cool to see where people live or where people want to go. And you'll see the condo that we decorated and designed ourselves for us down in Orlando. And we go to that a few times here. It's our favorite place to go when we're not at home in Colorado. So let's talk about rope drop and rope drop strategies. Couple quick things to point out. There is uh, more than one way to do rope drop. There is no one right way, although we do believe that our method is going to save you the most time and reduce your wait times in the lines and in the queues. So uh, there's more than one way to do it. So there's no one way that's better than the others. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to cover those must-ride options and trying to keep those waits as short as possible. Now, in our Magic Kingdom episode, we talked a little bit about going to rides and knocking out a whole bunch that may later have a 30-minute wait each and how that's going to save you more time than if you get just that one pinnacle ride done early in the day. And that's going to play a little bit of a role in today's episode as well. So we're going to talk through that here in just a moment. But we also like to say you want to be very conscious of the rain in Orlando because it does tend to rain in the afternoons as well as the heat. In Orlando, we've done actually part of this rope drop strategy. We actually did it wrong one time, and that's why we've shifted our rope drop strategy. And by wrong, we got stuck in a line for two hours plus uh, waiting for Kilimanjaro safaris. And that is outdoors. It was 4th of July weekend. We were melting. There were actually, and I'm not kidding when I say this, there were people getting carried out of line that were struggling because they were not taking in enough water, it was too hot, so whether they had some kind of heat stroke or whatnot, they were having an episode and they had to be taken out of line because we were waiting so long out in the heat. And you want to avoid that. So we're going to talk about some strategies with that as well today. But as we always like to say is if you have that must ride, that one you've heard so much about that everyone's telling you that's the must thing that you have to do at this park, By all means, go to that first. If that's what your kids love, if your kids are big fans of a certain Disney character, certain Disney experience, go do that first. Make sure that you're hitting that so that your family's satisfied and they feel great. But... If your family's open and they want to hit everything because our strategy will hit everything in the park, then by all means, you're going to want to follow this episode today in these tips and tricks. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into our strategy. And there is a little bit of a nuance whether or not you're staying on resort or not. From our previous episodes, you're going to know that if you are on resort, you get into the parks 30 minutes in advance of the general public that have reservations for that day. So we want to start with the on resort guests. And for the on resort guests, we want to tell you the first thing you want to do when you get in is you wanna go straight to the Pandora Land and you're gonna wanna ride Flight of Passage. And if you can get that done quickly enough, you're also gonna wanna ride the Navi River Journey as well. That's a cool ride. It's all lit up neon, but you wanna get both of those rides in before anyone else gets into the park. And the reason you wanna do that is that area of the park is gonna be the fullest area of the park the rest of the day. And you have 30 minutes without a lot of people in there. So go ahead, go knock those both out. And then if you look at the park map, which I'm not going to pull it up because you guys can pull that up online, and it's very different than Magic Kingdom where you have all the spokes in different directions. Once you're in the Pandora Land, it's the bottom left corner of the park, there's really only one way to go unless you want to keep cutting back through the middle. And that is to go clockwise around the park, which is what 99% of people are going to do. So that is a key strategy is to make sure that when you're moving through the park, you do it clockwise and you want to stay ahead of the group that's out there. Now, this park, more than any of the other Disney parks, will have that amoeba that will start first thing in the morning in Pandora, and then they will start moving slowly through the park up towards Africa. Then they're going to go across towards Asia, and then they're going to come down towards Dino Land. And by the time they make a full loop around the park, now the whole park is busy at that point of time. And it's usually going to be around one or two in the afternoon. This group is like clockwork, going to move through the park in that clockwise direction. So your whole goal is like a surfer. You want to stay ahead of that wave and keep hitting all these rides just before that big group gets there. So that way you're able to knock everything out. So if you're on resort, we definitely recommend go to Pandora first, get that done, and then move into Africa, do Kilimanjaro safaris, and move on from there. Now, for your general population guests that are not staying on resort, you're gonna get in 30 minutes later. That's our group, we're part of that group because we never stay on resort, obviously, since we have our place down there. And it's also, all the hotels are half the price when you are not on resort. So, you're gonna save some money if you're not uh, doing the resort. You're gonna wanna approach the rope drop area, which is gonna be bottlenecked right before the main center island. Couple quick tips on that. When you're looking at your map, There is a little rock outcropping arch you can go underneath that's to the right side of that area where you're waiting. We have found in our experience that most people when they're rope dropping don't go into that area. They don't fill in. And that area is usually wide open and vacant. And because of that, we like to go there because you can get very close to the front of the rope drop area. And the whole rope drop area is only 15, 20 feet across. So if you get in underneath that rock arch, you're gonna be very close to the front. You're gonna not be around all the other people that are jamming in there. And you're still gonna be able to move with the first group of people that uh, start to walk. So that's our recommendation for where to walk wait at rope drop. But once rope drop happens, you have two choices. So this park, I'm going to give you two choices. Your first choice is what I was saying for the resort guests. Go hit Pandora Flight of Passage. It's the best ride in the park. Being the best ride in the park, you're probably going to want to ride it twice during the day. And if you do it first thing at rope drop, you're going to have the time and the ability to come back later in the day and do it again. And you're not going to be doing it back to back. I am going to give you our I-can-do-this-all-day tip of the day, though, regarding this ride in just a moment here. So listen for that because there is a way to ride it multiple times without having to re again, okay? Let me start by saying go to Flight of Passage. That's our first uh, recommendation is, is start your day there. That's usually what we do because we know we want to ride it multiple times, and then from there, we're going to work our way through the park clockwise. However, I will give you this caveat. If you are not at the front of Rope Drop, don't do it. And the reason is is once rope drop happens, you will see on your My Disney Experience app that the wait time is probably 20 to 30 minutes right at rope drop. And then as soon as rope drop happens, that's going to jump up to 60 to 90. If you are in the back of rope drop and you are not close to the front, you are going to be closer to that 90 side of it. So at that point, skip it do not do flight of passage, which then takes me to my second recommendation or the second strategy, is you can totally skip the whole Pandora land, go straight through the main island towards the back left towards Africa and start with Kilimanjaro safaris. The reason that this is a good strategy is for the first, I'd say 30 to 45 minutes of the day, the wait time there's only about 10 minutes. The really cool thing though, is once you get out on the safari, In the morning is when the animals are the most active. So you're going to be able to see the animals out walking around. You're not going to be looking for any hiding in bushes or hiding behind rocks. They are going to be out and about because they love the mornings in Orlando. So you're going to get the best view of the animals by going straight to Kilimanjaro Safaris as our second option. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to avoid what happened to us on the 4th of July, where we got stuck waiting in line for two hours in the heat, and we were absolutely dying. Okay, And then by the time we got on, it was mid-afternoon, we didn't see many animals, and it was just the circumstances of the day that forced that to happen. We started with a Flight of Passage. By the time we got over there, the wait time was about 40, 45 minutes. And we said, hey, we want to get ahead of this wave. Let's keep going. And we knocked out everything else in the park. And we finished with Kilimanjaro Safaris. Because of that, we ended up waiting two hours. So I will say my strategy has changed a little bit in the sense that I will more than likely now go to do Kilimanjaro Safaris first and then make my way clockwise through the park just like everyone else. And I will finish at Pandora. And the reason I say that is usually by early afternoon, the initial flood of people have gotten through the Pandora side of the park and they are now moving into the other areas. Your wait time now at Flight of Passage is probably gonna be about 45 minutes later in the day. So because of that, I can wait 30 to 45 minutes at rope drop, or I can wait 45 minutes later in the day. I'm still going to get to ride that ride. It is worth it to go to Kilimanjaro Safaris and get that done and avoid the heat because the Pandora Queue is indoors for Flight of Passage, so you're going to have AC in there. Now, once you go to Kilimanjaro Safaris, so that is... My recommended tip is to go there, do that one first. You're going to see better animal quality in the morning because they're going to be out. You're going to immediately move over to Asia and you're going to want to go to Expedition Everest. Now, I will say there are two treks. One's right by Kilimanjaro Safaris where you can go through the gorilla exhibits and go walk through all of that over there. Or you can go over to the Asia one. There's a trek where you can go see the Bengal tigers. Those are both really cool to do. If your kid loves animals, I definitely recommend doing it. But you can probably skip those till later in the day and go hit all the other rides and just get those done so that you're not waiting in line anymore. Now, doing that, you have to know that when you do the animal treks later, it's going to be a little bit warmer. You could be subject to rain, so proceed with caution there. But the treks take about 20 to 30 minutes to walk through if you're going to go walk through them. That's why I say skip them, come back to them later because there's never a line for that. Now, when you go to Expedition Everest, your wait time should be five or 10 minutes if you did the safari first, because the majority of the people haven't made it to that side of the park yet. Now, Expedition Everest, if you listen to our single rider episode, you know that there's a single rider line around the left side of the gift shop, which not many people know about. So if you want it to be really short, you can go do single rider. But if your wait's only five or 10 minutes, stand with your group. You get to ride with your group. Go through the normal queue. You can also go through the little hut there and see all the artifacts that they have for the abominable snowman, and you get to learn a little bit more about that in Nepal. We would say five or 10 minutes, go through the normal queue. If it's longer, go to single rider. From there, you're going to journey now keep coming around clockwise further south, and you're going to head over towards Dinoland. And you're going to ride the next ride, which is Dinosaur. And that's a cool ride. It's modeled after the Indiana Jones ride out at Disneyland. It has the same vehicles, but it's based on the movie Dinosaur, which you will see in the gift shop as you come out. And you'll also see the movie posters as you're going in. That's a fun ride. I will let you know it is a little more intense. When my nephews went there when they were little, they got very scared just because it's in the dark and the dinosaurs do have a tendency to I don't want to say jump out, but they do growl at you and come over your car, and it's in the dark. Do know that if you have little kids, it is a little bit more frightening of a ride, but it's still a fun ride nonetheless. Right outside of there, you do have the Dino Land and the Triceratops, a spin ride that's out there. If you want to ride that, that is a kid ride. We typically skip that one, and then we make our way back over into the main island. We do like to grab snacks throughout the park, and trust me, between Dino Land and the main island are some of the best restaurants, but I'm not going to tell you what they are. You want to go listen to our Dining at Animal Kingdom video and listen to that podcast as well, and we will walk you through all the best foods because we have some foods that we get every single time that we go to Animal Kingdom, and we absolutely love them, and take a quick break as we walk through this section of the park. Once you're on the main island, you have It's Tough to Be a Bug, which is a cool 4D experience. You can go do that. It's also a good way to get out of the heat. There's typically not a line for this now. You will be waiting because they have to load and unload the theater, and that takes a couple minutes, but that's a fun little uh, video to watch. And then once you're done with that, then you can go back over into the Pandora area, and you're going to go ride Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey and get to see those cool things. So that's our tour strategy. Now, I will also go as far to say there are two really cool shows that happen over at Animal Kingdom. I have noticed lately they don't always run them on the same day, uh, depending on the season. You may only get access to one, but they have the Finding Nemo show, which is over just north of Dinoland and just south of Asia and Expedition Everest. That's a really cool show. And then they've got the uh, Lion King one. And the Lion King one is absolutely phenomenal. We would recommend if you can see that, definitely go see that. Because uh, there's only a handful of rides at Animal Kingdom, it's very easy to do Animal Kingdom in one day. There's a ride that we skipped that we didn't talk about over by Expedition Everest, and that is uh, the big raft ride that takes you through all the rapids and stuff. We tend to skip that one just because we don't like getting that wet. But if you want to get wet, uh, that ride's always got a short wait time. You can either do it when you're at Expedition Everest, or you can do it when you come back through to go do one of the animal treks. But that ride's also out there as well. But like I said, you can do this park in less than one day very easily. So we say when those show times come up, if you're in the vicinity of the Lion King show or the Nemo show and there's a show time in 15 minutes. Go do it. You're totally fine because at this point in the day, if you started with Kilimanjaro Safaris, they don't run the Lion King in the morning, so you'd have to be back later in the day to get that. You have probably already knocked out the majority of the rides by the time the show start up, so definitely go check those out. But then, yeah, you can finish your day over in Pandora. You can do Flight of Passage and Navi River, and you can go shop and eat the cool foods over there as well because our favorite park treat is actually over there in Pandora. So that takes us through the entire park. I'll be honest and say that more often than not, we finish this park usually sometime around 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we'll usually go run back to Pandora, and we will go ride Flight of Passage again. That brings me to the I-can-do-this-all-day tip of the day, and I've got my water bottle here to show you. We've got actually two tips that are tied together. The first tip is when you go ride Flight of Passage. There are times that when you are coming off the ride and you're going through the exit area that there is a cast member standing there and this is before you start going down all the stairs. So you're still up in the rock area. You'll notice as you're walking off, there's a path that goes to the right and cuts across the rocks back over towards the main queue. There are times that area is open and they will allow riders to return to go ride it again, almost immediately. It's not often that this is open, but that's our tip of the day, is if you loved Flight of Passage, when you're coming off the ride, and sometimes there's a cast member there or a sign that says, if you would like to ride it again, please proceed that way. And you actually get to cut up towards the front and get to go write it again. We were there once and the family wrote it, I think, three or four times in a row. I can tell you I get motion sickness after so many uh, journeys on that. So I actually stopped writing it and I came off and went and enjoyed my favorite treat over there, which again, listen to that episode on eating at Animal Kingdom. But the family went back through multiple times. Mentioning motion sickness, I will tell you that we will have an episode with how to deal with motion sickness at the parks, and we will talk about what rides you could potentially get motion sickness on. That's going to be way down the road, so just know that one's coming. We've already queued it all up. It's going to be after our food series, so we're going to be able to talk to you guys about that. The second part of the tip of the day is you want to be, if at all possible, in Pandora, at night when it gets dark. Now, this does not work during the summer because Animal Kingdom is the earliest to open and the earliest to close, and it will close before it gets dark during the summer hours. But if you go fall during winter or into early spring and you are able to be at Animal Kingdom when it gets dark, you want to be in the Pandora area. It is one of the coolest experiences on Earth because everything lights up really cool, neon-like the movies, the Avatar movie, Where you can see all the plants and all the different wildlife with all these cool neon colors. You get to see the Hallelujah Mountains floating up in the sky with the lights on them. And they're also neon. It is a really cool place to go at night and take some really cool pictures. So that is our second tip is if at all possible, if it's getting dark, stay in the park. Go to Pandora and go check that out at night because it's a totally different experience at night than it is during the day. But with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the tips and tricks today for Animal Kingdom and Rope Drop. Again, start with Kilimanjaro Safaris. Work your way clockwise around the park. You're still going to get about a 45-minute wait at Flight of Passage. And then you heard our tip of the day here recently. We hope you have a magical vacation and a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.